0: All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living, another chance to get our acts together. If you've been with us for a while, thank you for tuning in week in and week out to hear some more of this gospel truth coming straight from the Word of God. And if you're new here, welcome to Jordan Messed Up the Storm, a program where we like to do live stream weekly Bible studies here on Facebook and upload them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. Um, just like to say, appreciate you guys, and I don't have any prelim- preliminary announcements or discussions. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about being made perfect. Now we know, especially in the flesh, that nobody is perfect. We all know the scripture; we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we all, and in Matthew, what we'll be going to tonight first is the focus verse. It says, "Be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect." So we look at those two scriptures and say, how can we be perfect? We, we know that we we're, everybody's gonna mess up sometime. The only sinless man was Jesus. So what, what exactly is God talking about? And that's why we're here to um, make, hopefully to help make things a lot more clear in the Bible because the word of God is written in code and it takes somebody who's authorized to speak on it to make things more clear and to help open your understanding and open your natural eye to take heed to what God is saying. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, so we can go ahead and get started with tonight's message. Thank you, Melvin. And as always, we start by saying a prayer if you
1: guys can and will bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to study your word, Lord. We thank you for how you have kept us throughout the week, Lord, throughout the month, throughout the year. We thank you for all the many blessings that you continue to bestow upon us, Lord. How you've blessed us with rain, Lord, (laughs) even a lot of it. You've blessed us with sunshine. You've blessed us with heat. You've blessed us with cool air. So, Lord, we thank you for all the things that we may take for granted sometimes. Lord, we just thank you for life, Lord. We thank you for our friends, family, loved ones, our enemies, Lord. We thank you for it all because it all enable us to allow our light to shine so that people can see you through us. So, Lord, we thank you for these many blessings, Lord, and we're praying for the sick, the shut-in, the afflicted, Lord, people going through trials, tribulations, all of us, Lord, in our time of uh, grief, uh, despair, whatever it is that we're going through, Lord, we're praying that you would continue to remind us that no matter what, there is joy in the midst of every storm. So Lord we're praying for these many blessings in your name Jesus. amen. amen so as Melvin already said, welcome to joy in the midst of the storm and tonight we're talking about being made perfect uh, so often and I know even me we try to do we do things so often and even things that we do, Uh, night in and night out we sometimes make errors we make mistakes I know when I would take tests uh, in school a lot of I would study for the test and a lot of times it was answers that I already knew but somehow I got the question wrong I, I don't know what I was doing because when I would get my test back I said man I knew this answer how did I get this wrong? Sound like me. And, and I wasn't a person that said, I'm going to rush through this test. That's, that's never been the case with me. So I don't know how I did it. But it's because I'm not perfect in the flesh. It's because I have human error working against me. And so we hear it all the time. People say nobody's perfect. And that's true to an extent, but we can be perfect. In fact, Jesus told us to be perfect. So if you say it's no way possible to be perfect, then you're wrong because Jesus himself said it. And you believe in Jesus and I dare you to call him a lie. I pray you don't. But If we go to the first focus verse, uh, Matthew 5 and what was that, verse 48, 48. we'll see Jesus make this declaration. Alright, Melvin, if you will. Be ye therefore perfect. Be ye for this reason. Now this is red writing. Red letters is written in blood. Jesus, this is words spoken by Jesus. He says, Be ye therefore perfect. Alright? Even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Even as God is perfect. So, tonight, I want to talk about being perfect. Because God is expecting us to be perfect. Jesus is expecting us to be perfect. He wouldn't tell us to do anything that he didn't feel we can do. But we're talking about being perfect in faith. Not in actions, because sometimes we do mess up. I mean, I drive every single day. I mean, there's rarely a day where I do not drive my vehicle. But every now and then, even though I have so much practice, still sometimes I run, t- I run over the lane. I run over the middle. I run over the side. Sometimes I hear the uh, the, the little road uh, bumps in the road. You, you, I don't even know what they're called, but <laughs> <laughs> nope. but sometimes I'll drive over there. And if someone's in the car with you, they look up, look at you crazy, like man, what you doing? <laughs> what are like, you doing, man? Man, I just made a mistake. <laughs> Give me a break. But. We see that we cannot be perfect in action, but we can be perfect in faith. So I want to go back to the beginning. Uh, If time permits, really, it's a lot that to go over this whole topic. We might have to break this into two weeks. Uh, If God put it on my heart to talk about this next week, we'll see. But. We'll go over to Genesis chapter 17. We see Jesus here tells us to be perfect. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 17 and we'll look at... We'll start at verse 1 because God has made this same statement in the Old Testament. So we'll pick that up.
0: All right. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Right off the jump, right off the bat, we see God say
1: the same thing, the same talk. Jesus, he didn't change. He didn't change what God expected of us. So God here tells Abram, he said, walk before me and be perfect. He's talking about faith. Abraham still, from this point in his life, he still would make some mistakes. He still would run off the road sometimes. And I know they didn't have cars, but he still would make mistakes in the flesh. But God is expecting our faith to be perfect. So he says, walk before me and be
0: perfect. Now, it tells us he was 99 years old. All right. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. Mm -hmm. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Mm -hmm. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. God told him... See, this is what happens
1: when our faith is made perfect. This is what happened when we're on a journey to be made perfect you become a new creature that's all that's happening right now God said no longer will you be called Abram you'll be called Abraham representing when we come to Christ the Bible says all things are made new we become a new creature so as we're on the journey To our faith being made perfect, you got to change. We become someone that we were not before. That's being made perfect. So people say you changed, It's because God has been working on me to become perfect. People say it all the time as a joke. I've heard people say it to me. They say, oh, he perfect. (laughs) I'm glad you recognize that I'm working on having perfect faith. I know you said it as a smart comment saying I don't make mistakes, but I'm glad you recognize that God has been working on me to become perfect. You didn't even know what you were saying though. (laughs) So God said to Abram, he said, walk before me and be made perfect. Be perfect. And then he proceeds to change his name because now Abram is becoming a new creature. He is going to be someone that he was not before. So let's drop down to verse 10 because it's a lot of reading. So we're going to skip a lot of these verses. Uh, But just so we can get uh, somewhat of a clear
0: picture because I won't be able to cover it all. But. We'll read verse 10 here. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man and child among you shall be circumcised. Now
1: we see circumcision being introduced to humanity. Before this, no one was circumcised. We know it's a common practice to circumcise uh, male babies now. This was introduced by God. So... He God tells Abram, he said, this is going to uh, show the agreement between me and you. This is going to show your faith. God is working on Abram or Abraham now to be someone new because before no one was being circumcised. But now he's doing something new. See, already I can (laughs) already I can imagine his family. If they saw this, that's the reason God told him to get from his kindred's house, leave from his father's house. Because had he went home with his son to circumcise, I can already see his family say, hold on, what do you think you're doing? That's crazy. Nobody's ever did this before. Why are you trying to do this new stuff? But little would they know, Abram, Abraham, at this point, is being made perfect. He's trying to he is becoming a new creature. That's what God's expecting of us. We're supposed to be becoming new creatures because we're taking on the name of Christ. The problem is, we want to take on the name of Christ and be the same creature. So, God says, "Circumcise every child Alright, every man child. Alright, go to verse, let's drop down to verse fourteen.
0: Fifteen. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall See, be her name. Shall now, her name be.
1: Now is happening to his wife also. She's being made perfect. She's becoming name changes doing nothing but showing. This is foreshadowing the future because in Christ, if we be in Christ, we become a new creature. Old things are passed away and they become new. All things become new. You get a new name. You get a new act. You gain some new faith. That's all this is showing. It's amazing how the Bible aligns if you can see it. So now,
0: he tells his uh, Abraham's wife the same thing, all right? And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Mm-hmm. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Now, we just read in verse one that Abraham
1: is 99. Now, I don't know. I have not done research. I'm ignorant to the fact of what age a woman stops bearing children. But I know it is well before the age of 90. Because, or 80, or 70. I know it's before that. Now,
0: let's read down. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is 90 years old, bear? Now, she, he didn't believe this. His faith was not yet
1: perfect. So notice the name changed. Notice he has gotten over into a relationship with God. But yet, he still didn't truly believe God. He He still didn't truly believe all that God told him. Because there are some things... That we look at that God says, and we say, I, I just don't believe that. I, 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 believe so. I believe some of the stuff that God says, but some of this other stuff is just a little hard for me to accept. <laughs> we got to be made perfect. When you make something, it's a process. When you make something, it doesn't immediately appear it's a journey. That's what faith is. So many, on so many occasions, Jesus, he told, um, he told his disciples, he said, oh, ye of little faith. Not that they had no faith. The problem was they didn't have enough faith. So we start out as little children needing milk to grow. But over time, through experiences, through uh, the trials of life, through knowledge and understanding of coming into finding out who God is, then our faith grows and then we can be made perfect. And so that's what we see going on with Abraham and Sarah here. They're learning of God. They're growing in God. So God says, You're going to have a son. You and your wife are going to have a son. He said, I'm 99 and she's 90. How are we going to do this? That that doesn't even make sense. And that's how God wants to do things for us. He wants to do the impossible, the miraculous. When other people doubt it, that's what he wants to do for you.
0: But will you be made perfect? Alright. And Abraham said unto God. Oh that Ishmael might live before thee. Let's actually drop down to 24. Because.
1: I want to point out something here. About being made perfect. We're talking about faith. Now Hebrews 11. And we may pick this up. Hebrews 11 says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for now it's the substance faith is a belief that's where it starts but that verse in the second part is also an act it's evidence the evidence of things not seen so it's impossible to have faith without evidence. It's impossible to have faith without works. That's, he's saying the same thing. He's telling us the same thing that James told us. He said to have faith, you got to have evidence because hope that is seen is not hope. So if I have faith I have to act on it at a time even when I can't see it even when I don't fully understand it so let's
0: look at the evidence of Abraham's faith in verse 24 and Abraham was 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin now that's faith because God
1: told him to circumcise himself and all of his household. And even if he did not fully understand it, he acted on that faith. So we see the evidence of his faith. God is looking for some evidence. We all saying we believe, but he's looking for evidence of that faith. He's looking for proof. He's looking for your works. Because It means nothing for us to run around and say I believe in God and yet we don't act on what it is that we believe that's not true faith James told us he said he would tell someone to show him their faith James he said he would show us his faith by his works I was talking to someone and they brought up a good point. They said, if they were talking to a farmer and they brought you a wheelbarrow of corn and they said, this is my faith, wheelbarrow full of corn, they brought it to you and they said, this is my faith. And then someone else brings you an empty wheelbarrow with nothing in it, and said, here is my faith. And he said, I'll ask you which one have faith. It had to be the one with corn because the the one that grew the corn, he had to put it in the ground and continue to work on it, continue to nourish it, even when he could not see it coming. Because we know it takes time. For plants to grow, for crops to grow, it takes time. So you have to continue to demonstrate faith. That's what God is looking for from his people. For us to demonstrate faith and continue it. Jesus told us we must continue in his word. So Abraham shows his faith. He shows us evidence by being circumcised. All
0: right. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Mm-hmm. And the self-same, self-same day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael, his son. Mm-hmm. And all the men of his house, born in the house and bought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. So he shows his
1: faith by doing what God said to do. That's faith. It is the evidence. All right, so... Let's move over now to chapter 22 and we'll go to verse one here. So we're going to skip some things now. This was what we just covered was God telling Abraham that he is going to have a son. And we see Abraham even within himself doubted. He still didn't fully believe it. So now it has come to pass because anything God said will happen, it'll happen despite how it looks. So now let's go over to uh, Genesis 22 and verse one.
0: And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. It's time for God to put Abram's Abraham's faith to the test alright and he said take now thy son thine only son Isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Mor- Moriah and offer him therefore a, bur- a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of so now Abraham has waited
1: above 100 years In his life for this child, he has waited all of this time and finally he has a child. And now God says, Take him and offer him to me. This is a test of this man's faith. So
0: he says, Offer him, all right? And Abraham rose up early in the morning. Now that's his faith. all right. and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of, of which God had told him now this is faith faith
1: is acting upon that which we believe we're, what we're seeing before our eyes is Abraham's faith being made perfect putting to the test his faith. So now God tells him to offer his son and it tells us, God told Abram, he said, offer your son that you love. He loved his child. He loved his child. This pointed directly to Jesus. We know God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and he loved his son, but this is what it pointed to. But now, Let's go down.
0: Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Look at the faith here, though.
1: He had other people with him. He said, y'all stay right here. They didn't know what was going on. He said, y'all stay here. Me and my son will go over here and worship. And notice he said, We'll come again to you. In the book of Hebrews, it told us that Abraham believed that even if he killed his son, God would raise him up again. Nothing but Jesus. (laughs) Even though he was killed, God raised him up from the dead. But that's not my subject. So. Abraham had faith and we see him act on it. He was made perfect in faith. Now he wasn't a perfect person in actions but he had faith in God. But it took him experiences to do it. It took him to go through many trials and tribulations to do it. So now He tells the people that came with him, he said, me and my son, will go worship and we will come back again to you. Now, that's faith. That's speaking on faith. And not only is it speaking, it's acting on it, because let's see what he did. And we read this story before.
0: I'm sure many of us have heard of this before. All right. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son.
1: Now, this is being made perfect in faith because if you put yourself in this situation would it not hurt you to be sitting here getting ready to slay your only child as he's sitting here getting the wood together and looking at this child who has no earthly idea
0: about what's what's going to happen. Alright and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. Now, no doubt he had his son help him get these materials.
1: No doubt he did, because what parent today doesn't
0: use their children to help them do work, all right? And Isaac speaking to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb? For he burnt offering. This ain't this ain't Isaac's first rodeo. He he's been
1: through this before. He said he's seen a sacrifice before. He's seen this happen. He he said, but but dad, something missing here. <laughs> something is missing. I see the fire. I see the wood. I see all the things that we need. For this to take place. But I don't see the animal though.
0: (laughs) Something is wrong here.
1: Let's see what Abraham says.
0: And Abraham said. My son. God will provide himself a lamb. For a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. He said God will provide
1: himself. That's a Bible study within himself. Within itself. Excuse me. He said God will provide himself a lamb. God is going to do it. God will provide it. Little did Isaac know.
0: Well, let's move out. Let's move down. <laughs> uh, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son. Now he has tied his son down.
1: This is faith. This is being made perfect in faith. This is acting on that which he believed. He truly believed that God would raise his son again. Because it was God that blessed him and allowed a miracle to take place for him to even get the son. So he says, surely God can do it again. He's not a one trick pony. Surely God can make this happen all over again. So he takes the wood and. And ties up his son
0: and laid him
1: on the altar. All right.
0: And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Mm -hmm. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. Mm -hmm. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son. Not only son for me. Now, God says, Abraham is about
1: to kill his son. He raises his hand the same way he would raise his hand to kill the lamb. He does the same thing towards his son. This is faith. And so before he could do it, God calls him. And look at what God says. He says, for now, I know that thou fearest God. But now, God knows everything. God, the Bible tells me that he stood in the beginning and declared the end. So, if he already knows what the end is going to be, he already knew that Abraham would be willing to kill his own son. He already knew that. So, We have to get an understanding here. What this is showing us is that God is showing Abraham his faith. He's showing Abraham just how far he's willing to go. Because we know that Jesus told us that we must love him more than any other thing. Mother, father, sister, brother, child. Even more than our own selves. So in this, because God already told him he loved his son. We know he loved his son. But God just showed him here that he loves God more than he loves his child. That's being made perfect in faith. Not putting anyone before God because it's so easy to do that. We, we love our friends, our family, our spouse, our coworker, our boss, whatever it is, our favorite athlete, whatever it is, our favorite musician. We find ourselves loving those things, those people more than we love God. And in doing so, our faith is not made perfect. We don't truly trust God. So we see here, God said, hold on. Now I know that you fear me, but we already know God knows everything. He already knew Abraham feared. That's the reason he told him. He knew he could use this person, but this foreshadowed what God did with Jesus. It foreshadowed it. But now, I want to go to uh, Matthew, back to Matthew 5, because I want to tie this in with us. Because right now, God is not asking any of us to kill our children, if you have them, if you have any. God's not asking us to do that today. So, I want to bring this, I want to... Put this in a practical sense. So Matthew 5 and I think I want to start in verse 43, but we know God is not asking us to do this today, but there are some things God is asking us to do. I just want to go to the story of Abraham so we can see just how much God is calling for. Just how sincere God is asking us to be. Because it means nothing for us to say we have faith, but to not have the evidence. So Matthew 5 and 43,
0: Jesus now we're gonna see, still see Jesus talk here. Alright. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy.
1: Now, Jesus is going to take us back to the law and try to bring us up to speed with what God wants now, because the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So now that we have made it to Christ, God's saying, walk before him and be perfect. Now you're supposed to be a new creature. You're not supposed to be the same person you were. So. As the old creature, the one who had not yet been made perfect in faith, you <laughs> you loved your neighbor and you hated your enemy. Somebody that would do you wrong, you hated them and you would go to any lengths to let them know it. <laughs> you would do whatever it took to let them know I can't stand you. You would do it. But that was the old person. God's asking for you to be made perfect now. All right. But I say unto you. But now, after we have been made perfect, after you have become a new creature, after your name has changed. See, we take on the name of Christ. We say, I'm a Christian. And yet we're still hating our enemies. But let's look at what Jesus said. Love your enemies. Love them. Be a new creature. You're no longer Abram. You're Abraham. You're no longer Sarai. You're Sarah now. So no matter what your name is today, that's, that's irrelevant. You've taken on the name of Christ. We have come into the body of Christ. So God is asking your faith to be made perfect. And once your faith, because you say it all the time, now I didn't put these words in your mouth. You say, I have faith, I believe in God. You say, God knows my heart because you claim you have faith in it. So now, if you do, I'm gonna see the evidence. I'll see you love your enemies. I'll see you love people that hate you. Because the Bible said, Jesus told them in the book of Luke, he said, what profit is it if you love those that love you? What is that? Even the sinner can do that. He said, what thank have you? He said, what good is that? Because you know how to love someone that loves you back. What good is that? The unsaved can do that. The person that don't even believe in God can do that. The person that said, I hate God, they know how to love people that love them back. They love their mama because their mother loves them back. But they have a hard time, and it is downright impossible for them to love someone that hates them. But Jesus said, you're a new creature, (laughs) You have been made perfect in faith. You should be on the journey to being made perfect in faith. This is Holy Ghost talk tonight. People don't want to do these things. But still, at the end of this, in verse 48, which we just read, Jesus said, look, it's time for you to be perfect. It's time for you to walk before me. He made the same statement that God told Abraham. He said, walk before me. It's time to be perfect. You no longer hating those that hate you. It's time to be perfect. It's time to love your enemies. It's time to be a new creature. It's time for us. The Bible says God is love. He is love. And we should have him on the inside of us. So if he is love, he can't hate.
0: If. <laughs> I better go down. Let's let's go down. Evan. Again, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. These are some hard things. But it's easy for those who
1: have been made. Perfect in faith It's a journey It's not something As soon as you hear about this The first time You automatically can do it See the disciples realized that The twelve When they asked Jesus How many times should I forgive my brother They said look i give him seven times <laughs> I'm going to give him seven times And And see that shows Humility even there Because most of us We say fool you twice. That's it. It's shame on you, friend. You done. You struck out after two times. Somebody might go three. But these disciples, they said, look, after seven times, is that enough? Jesus said, no, sir. Seventy times seven. Unlimited. So, after they heard this, They were pricked in the heart. They said, Lord, (laughs) it's going to be hard for us to do this. (laughs) They said, increase our faith. See, faith and faith and action go together. Faith and evidence go together. The disciples, they made that declaration right there. They said, faith, It got to be some faith involved with this because I know I can't do that. I need some faith to do that. That's what we need today. To be made perfect in faith. So faith and works they go together every single time. It's impossible to have one without the other. It's impossible.
0: So let's go ahead and go down. That you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. Once we do this, people will be able to see
1: that we're a child of God. Once we live this way, if people see you, love your enemy. See, I remember uh, the story where the guy's brother was mistaken or apparently or said to be mistakenly killed by the lady uh, police officer. And a lot of people were upset because it was the opposite race. But I'm not trying to get into all of that. What I I found interesting was that the man told the woman, look, I forgive you. And that let me know this man has been working on his faith being made perfect. That let me know that. Now, I'm not saying the guy was perfect. I'm not saying he's never done wrong. But I am saying in that moment, I saw his faith because of his act. Because I don't know if he believed the lady tried to do it or not. That's not what I'm even concerned with. But what I do know is he lost his brother. He was murdered. And this man was willing to forgive. That's faith. That's being made perfect. And that's what it's about.
0: All right. That ye may, may be the children of the Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. There's so many people not
1: doing what God said every day. And with all the power that he has, he can be as cruel as he wants to be. To people that don't believe in Him, and still God find it finds it in His self, in Himself, to love, to still give blessings to them. He makes the sun shine for, them. He makes, <laughs> He makes the clouds cover their heads when it's sunny. When it gets too hot, He gives them a shade tree. He gives them air conditioning. He gives them the ability to wake up in the morning. God does so much for all of us. Love. He's showing us every day how to love those people that do wrong. He's showing us every day. Even so, so often people wonder. We we know. God tells us not to partake in certain behaviors. We know God is against being drunk. The Bible tells us that over and over. We know he's against liars. The Bible tells us that over and over. But there are people who've lied, stole, robbed, killed, done all these horrible things, gotten drunk every day of their life. And if you notice, some of those same people will outlive someone who we say they were trying to do right. Some of those same people live a long life because God is still merciful to us all. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for everyone. I'm not saying that. But we still see God's love. And that's what he's asking us to show to our brothers and sisters. Love. Be made perfect. Learn how to treat each other. We we need to have an open heart surgery. Because there are some problems within us that God wants to fix. And this surgery... (laughs) It's free. You don't have... I guess you do have to pay. You have to be willing to give yourself. You do have to pay. Surgery ain't free. You have to be willing to give yourself. You must be willing to deny
0: yourself. So, let's go ahead and go down. For if ye love them, which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? (laughs) Everybody else out there loving people that love them. He said,
1: that means nothing.
0: That means nothing. All right. And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? God is expecting his people
1: to be made perfect. He's expecting us to be on a higher level than other people. That's what he wants. All right. Be ye therefore perfect. Be perfect. Walk before him and be perfect. But this is faith though. This is in faith. And this is an act. All of of what, we didn't even read it all. But all of what he just covered was faith. I know people, people have taught us that faith is nothing but talk. But we find over and over that it's an act and it comes with evidence.
0: That's what Paul told us. It is the evidence. All right. Even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Let's move over to
1: uh, 1 John chapter 4. Verse 18. Uh, actually, actually, let's go back up. Go back up to
0: 16. Uh, let's start at 15. Let's go to 15. We're going to get it right. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and mm-hmm. he in God. All right. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us, God is love. God is love. And he dwelleth in us. All right. And he, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. It's about love. It's about being made perfect
1: in love. Same thing. It's about love. All right. Herein is our love made perfect. We have to have. Our faith, our love,
0: made perfect. All right. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Mm -hmm. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Perfect love casteth out fear.
1: It's nothing but faith talk. See, Abraham, when he went up to offer his son... He didn't have fear because he made the statement that he would return with his son. So we see the faith that he had. We see the love that he had for God. He loved his son, but he loved God more because he was willing to give his son. And because of his love. He said, I believe God's going to give him back because of his faith. He said God would give him back. So. God's saying the same thing to us. He said, walk before me and be perfect. Jesus said, as your father in heaven is perfect. He said, be perfect also. You need to be perfect, too. And once we have that love, that perfect love, that perfect faith, it'll get rid of fear. It would get rid of doubt. Once we learn to love God, once we learn to be made perfect, it'll release all of that. It'll release the anxiety, the the tension. It'll release all of the stress because we have a trust in God, because we have our faith. In God, we believe everything's gonna be okay. Let's go ahead and go down because fear hath torment. Fear hath torment. Once we learn to be made perfect, we'll we'll leave fear at the door. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, older people they would tell you to. Uh, if you come in, they might tell you to leave your shoes at the door. Or sometimes if you make your parents mad, they say you better leave that attitude at the door before you come I don't in. I
0: heard that one.
1: They say you leave that attitude at the door. I do not say serious. Leave that attitude at the door. If we're made perfect with God, in God, in faith, in love, we can leave the fear. Leave the fear at the door. We don't have to worry about fear. We talked about it at Bible study uh, this past Tuesday. When the disciples seen Jesus walking on water, we talked about how Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come out there to you. I want to do the same thing. I want to walk on water just like you. So Jesus allowed them to. And when he stepped out on the water, everything was calm. (laughs) That's how it is when we start our walk in God. Everything is calm in the beginning. Everything is going smooth. It's perfect. Everything is settled. It's peaceful. But after a while, (laughs) the waves begin to Kick up. The wind began to blow the wind caused the waves to No doubt it brushed against his uh, His knees no doubt the waves began to hit his legs his shins and He began the Bible tell us to sink. That's what happens in fear. We begin to sink We drown in our thoughts fear begins to take over fear causes torment Even within our minds. I know his mind was troubled. Because my mind would have been troubled. If I'm walking. If if Jesus had allowed me to walk on water. I know I would have looked down. And I would have been thinking. I don't know what's down there. Crocodiles. Alligators. Snakes. I mean. You would begin to think of all of the worst things there is that can eat you alive. <laughs> Megalodon, I mean <laughs> you you don't know what's down there. You coming up with all kind of animals that nobody's ever even seen. Bigfoot, you talking about all kind of stuff that no one has ever even seen. That's fear. That's what fear will do. It'll make you pretend things. Have you ever been outside? Now in the daytime, you know you don't hear a whole lot of sounds, but allow it to be nighttime and you outside. You say, What, what, what was that? <laughs> Man, y'all hear that? I say, I ain't hear nothing. <laughs> Fear. Fear causes torment, it causes a state of mind that the enemy can control you in. So Peter steps out on the water. And everything is going just fine. He, he <laughs> He's strutting. Some people would say it's, it's going well. But the wind begins to go. The wind began to be boisterous. The wind began to act up. And so he began to sink, not only in the water, but he began to sink in his thoughts and say, I'm about to die here. (laughs) He said, Lord, save me. So we see fear is torment. Jesus, the same Jesus that allowed him to step out on the water in the first place and not sink immediately. The same Jesus saved him when he got in trouble. So. The same Jesus that's calling us to be made perfect, he'll make a way for it to happen. If you want it to happen, if you allow it to happen, he's not going to force you to be made perfect in faith. He ain't going to force you to love your enemy. He won't force you. It's your choice. You have to choose this. So, it tells us fear hath torment, all right? He that feareth is not made perfect in love. He that feareth not made perfect. See, what we just read about Peter and the rest of the apostles, they were working on being made perfect. Abraham, when he was called and when God told him, he said, I'm no longer calling you Abram, you're Abraham. God told him things he feared wouldn't even happen. Because in his heart, he laughed. <laughs> he said, we not having no child at 99. My wife is 90. That was doubt. That was nothing but fear. He wasn't made perfect. He was not made perfect. It's a journey. It's a daily Paul said in one place, he said, I die daily. We have to die daily to fear, to doubt, to all of the things that the enemy wants you to continue thinking. We have to die daily to that stuff. Let that go and walk before God and be perfect. That's what he's calling for. Because if you do that, you can release so much stress. You can stop sinking and God will reach forth and pick you up, Isaiah. we talked about it uh Tuesday, Isaiah told us isaiah fifty nine and one he said, "Look, the Lord's hand is not shortened that He cannot save you. His ears are not heavy, He doesn't sleep nor slumber. He's always awake when Jesus was in the boat asleep, he was still awake." <laughs> He was still up. (laughs) They thought he was asleep though. Because physically. It appeared that way. We know the story. Jesus was in the bottom of the boat. Asleep. His body. It had become weary. His body had become weary. And so the disciples. They were going through a storm. But there is joy. In the midst of the storm. So. Somebody, I don't even remember who, but somebody went down there. They said, We need to get Jesus to save us. So someone went down there. They said, Look, Master, we perish. Lord, we perish here. And you're down here sleeping. (laughs) We're about to die, and this man's asleep. (laughs) But Isaiah told us, he said, His ears are not too heavy. God will hear you no matter what the problem is. Even when you think he doesn't, when you think God is asleep, somebody say, I've been praying so long for this one thing and it seems like God is asleep. He's not hearing me. I've been crying out. I have this problem and I keep asking God to remove it. He hears you. Continue allowing your faith To be made perfect your love to be made perfect continue to allow god to remove the fear remove the torment so many people are going through so many issues and god wants to save you and so when jesus came up to the top of the boat he did nothing but said peace Be still. And all of the apostles or disciples at this time, they marvel. They said, what manner of man is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. That that gives me faith right there. To know that God, it doesn't matter even in the storm. He He can end the storm right there. He can give you joy in the midst of a storm. So when I hear this, see, faith comes by hearing. So when I heard that, I said, look, I don't have a reason to fear. I don't have a reason to fear. Sure, my physical body may want to fear because of some things that I see. But when your faith is made perfect, You got to learn how to walk by faith because it's something that's not seen. So faith comes by hearing. That's why it's important to be in Bible study. So you can increase your faith. So now let's read that verse again, Melvin, if you will.
0: There is no fear in love. There is no fear there. All right. But perfect love casteth out fear. Mm-hmm. Because for, because fear hath torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love.
1: I, I don't know about you, but I don't like being in torment. No. <laughs> I don't enjoy being tormented one bit. I, I know people say they enjoy pain. I, I know people say it. I, I still don't believe it, friend. I, I don't believe anyone enjoys torment. So, God wants to take us from that. He doesn't want us to fear, nor to have torment,
0: alright? We love him because he first loved us. Uh-huh. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar.
1: We say we have faith in God, and yet we hate somebody else. We hate someone who has done us wrong. We're still holding. He told us begrudge not. Let that stuff go. That's faith. We're still holding grudges against people that did us wrong back in 1960. We're still holding grudges against people that never even did us wrong. They might have done someone we know wrong. They might have done our ancestor wrong. God says, it's time to let that go. Be made perfect in faith. This is love. This is the ultimate love. So it's impossible for us to say we love God and hate our brother. It's impossible for us to say we have faith in God and yet
0: we hate our brother. All right? For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Now we heard it there first. He said, look, that's impossible. How
1: can you love God? The Bible says no man has ever seen God at any time. No man has seen God at any time. God's a spirit. You can't see a spirit. You can't see the wind. (laughs) I was talking to someone one time. They tried to argue with me and said they could. I said, look, just go ahead on. (laughs) You just go ahead on by your business because this won't go very far. If you honestly believe you can see the air, the devil already got you to see Ain't nothing I can do with you, Fred. So he said, how can you love God and you never even seen him? But somebody you've seen countless amounts of time, you don't love them, though. And that's what you operate by. You operate by sight, saying you operate by faith. You operate by sight.
0: All right. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. It's about being made perfect. It's about love.
1: We love God because he first loved us. And so now that we've established that he loved us, we got to go on and love others. But the only way for me to truly love Someone else is for me to set out to be made perfect in faith. Made perfect in love. That's the only way I can truly love somebody else. Because the old Tony, before God changed my name, before God made me into a new creature, when somebody did me wrong, I said, that's it for them. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about giving them three chances, four chances. No, that's it. I won't give them seven. The apostles were better than me. That's probably why he didn't choose me because I'm not giving you seven. <laughs> the old Tony. But now, now I say, I have to give them another opportunity. I have to love them because God has loved me. And I began to think about how many times have I done God wrong. How many times have I done my neighbor wrong? How many times have I mistreated someone? I have to give him another chance. I have to forgive because I want to be made perfect. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So the only way for me to do that is to be made perfect. He said only the pure at heart. Shall see God only the pure Those that have been made perfect something pure is perfect There's no blemishes in it. There's no spots. There's no speckles. There's there's none of that When it's pure people say oh, this is pure gold. It ain't mixed with nothing God wants a pure heart made perfect in faith made perfect in love people say, God know my heart. He know it ain't pure. (laughs) He knows your heart has not been made perfect, but you can change that. This is not a gospel of damnation. This is a gospel of salvation, a gospel of deliverance to let you know that even if you're in a place right now where you don't have the faith yet, you can get it. That's why the disciples, after Jesus told them that, they didn't say, man, Jesus must be saying we going to hell. They didn't say that. They said, Lord, increase our faith. All the when Jesus said, Oh, ye of little faith, they didn't say, Man, this man trying to attack me. Don't he know I'm already right? I'm already saved. They didn't say that. They said, Lord, increase our faith. We want to be made perfect. In faith. We want to be better than what we are. We want to be pure in heart. So I'm gonna end it here. (laughs) Friends, let's be made perfect in faith. Let's walk before God and be perfect in love. Love for one another. Because we claim that we love people, but I don't see the evidence. I, I do want to go to one more verse. <laughs> Let's go to Hebrews one and one, or excuse me, Hebrews 11 and one. I, we have to show the evidence. We can't say we have faith without the evidence. Faith without works is dead. That's what James told us.
0: So Hebrews 11 and verse one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for.
1: Faith is the substance. It's the substance. Faith is the belief. But now, just stopping there, it's not enough. Faith is the beginning. It's the substance of things hoped for. Now, the Bible also tells us that hope seen, it ain't hope. Why would someone hope for something that they already have? He said, that ain't hope. That ain't ain't true faith. It's not faith for me to say, Lord, I'm praying that you will grow my hair. And I got a full head of hair. That ain't faith. That's not faith. We have been deceived. Faith is the substance of things not seen. It's the substance of things hoped for. And then,
0: all right. The evidence of things not seen.
1: Faith has to come with evidence. It has to come with evidence. If I were to go to the doctor and they said, Tony, you have two weeks left to live. Now, I can say, you know what? I have faith in God that I have longer than two weeks to live. Now, if I make that statement and you see me proceed to go and dig up my bucket list and I say, man, these are all the things I wanted to do before I die. I want to go to the Rocky Mountains. I want to go to Germany. I'm going to write my will. I'm going to do all the things that I want to do before I die. If I do that, I'm showing evidence that I don't have faith. I'm showing evidence that I believe I'm dying in two weeks. Because that's what happens when people know that they're about to die. They say, I'm going to go do whatever I want to do. That's not faith. Faith has to come with evidence. So, if I'm told I'm dying in two weeks and I leave there and I say, I don't believe it. I'm not, I have longer than two weeks. I'm believing on God for that. Then I should continue about my father's business. I should continue doing what it is that God had called me to do in the first place. And not act as if I'm about to die. That's showing the evidence of my faith. So, Paul was trying to get us to see, in order to say we have faith, we have to have some evidence. We have to back it up. We have to have the works, even though I know somebody got you against works. (laughs) People are against works. And I know if that's the case, you're against having faith too. Because it's impossible to have one without the other faith and works go hand in hand. So tonight God is just calling for us to be made perfect. He said walk before me and be perfect. This is faith though. This is in love. This is in trust. This is not having doubts, not having fear. So I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin now. I've talked enough. Um <laughs> But definitely, if anyone has questions, feel free to ask away. That's what this is for. That's what this is about, to get a, a true
0: understanding and to be made perfect. So, Melvin, I'll turn it over to you now. There's <laughs> always a um, great message, and I know I would like to say that I know a lot of people don't like listen listening to us or what we have to say because if they feel like we're attacking them or bashing them. And Tony said earlier, this is not a, a gospel of damnation, but of salvation. And it definitely says that God chastises those he loves. But um we're not in the business of... I remember Tony was telling the story Tuesday about somebody told him what they thought of him. And they saying that Tony were, was going around telling people that they're not saved. You're not saved. You're not saved. You're not saved. You're not saved. And when you tell the... For truth, that's what it may seem to be, like what we're saying, but it is totally not. We're just trying to let people know that God loves you more than you'll ever know. And that he will bring you out of that storm. Cast away all of your fears, if you let them. Book of Revelation, Jesus says he's standing at the door and knocks. But we have to open the door. We have to, we definitely have to do something. We can't just pray and sit around. Because we can pray all we want. And, and if we don't do anything, nothing will happen. Uh, and Also, I think it's in the book of James. And he says, just as the body is without the soul, is dead. So is faith without works. And speaking of faith, we're in the faith chapter right now. A lot of these verses start off with, by faith. By faith, Moses parted the Red Sea. By faith, Noah built the ark. When they have faith, the actions... Follow. So we definitely have to have the actions to back up our faith. Because having faith, just believing in God, is not enough. I know a lot of people don't like hearing that, but it's a lot of things he's asking us to do. And a lot of those things may seem like they're hard. Well, they are hard in the beginning. But the more you straighten and perfect your faith, the, the easier it gets. And Tony brought up earlier that people who may get drunk every day, do everything that God told them not to do, may from the outside seem like they have a much better life than the person that we think is all holy, holier than thou, or a or, or very righteous person. And then sometimes that may deter the righteous person and they'll look at the person that's in it all the time and say, well, he's doing it. And look how good his life is turning out. Maybe I can do this too. Look, I'm tired of being this. I'm tired of having people bash me and persecute me. I'm, I'm tired of this. Maybe If he's doing it, then I can too. But well, we just read earlier that God makes the sun come up on the evil as well as the good and rains on the just as well as the unjust. And a long time ago, we said that blessings can come without repentance. And even in the book of Psalm, David said that he was, envy, he was envious of the prosperity of the wicked. And he almost slipped himself. And that's why he had to pray, creating me a clean heart. Because as Tony said earlier, and as the Bible says, only the pure at heart can see God. So we have to make sure our heart is right. And I know a lot of preachers say that we have to love Jesus, which is true. But the problem comes when we have to love one another we were in the book of matthew and said um and jesus said i'm pretty sure it's in other gospels as well but love your enemies love those that persecute you pray for those that deceitfully use you and that's when the problem comes in we don't have any problem loving jesus but loving each other especially the ones that do us wrong we have to love them we have to forgive them in the old testament it said for an eye and Jesus, we didn't get to that tonight, but Jesus said, you've heard that they're I for now. but, but I say unto you now, turn the other cheek. No matter how many times they do you wrong. So you're trying to say if they kill one of your family members, you ain't going to try to get it. No, that's not vengeance. Is not mine to take. But I'm going to leave it right there. I see that we don't have any questions, but uh, we do have a couple of comments. Um, DS Jackson says, Man of God, God bless you. I thank you for tuning in. And Roderick says, Amen to the Word of God. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for the comments. So um, we're going to go ahead and end it there. We Thank you guys for tuning in with us week in and week out. We always strive to bring a good message from the word of God, and we just pray that everyone gets something out of it and to, or at least be put on the correct path into understanding what God is wanting us to do, what God is calling each and every one of us to do, because that should be our number one goal. We all say that we want to make it to heaven, so we should all see what exactly it takes to get there. And heaven heaven actually starts on earth. And so does hell. So, (laughs) we definitely have to get in in the Bible and read what he's saying. So, I'm going to end it there. Thank you guys for tuning in. And this is week 56. Hopefully, you got something out of that. And we're going to end it there. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And we'll see you guys next Thursday with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. And don't forget. Today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony. Rejoice in the Lord always, and there's always joy in the midst of every storm. So be blessed.